Uh, what's going on, guys? It's Dave from the Last Call Podcast, and we appreciate all the love we receive. But our social media is getting just a little bit jealous. So follow us on Instagram at Last Call Podcast. No spaces, please. And if you haven't added us on iTunes or SoundCloud, please go ahead and search that Last Call Podcast. Find the one with Ken, Fab, and Dave so you can get all our episodes as soon as they drop and catch up on old shit you missed. Thank you, and remember to keep your glasses full and show your bartender some love. Peace. Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourself. So no, Dave, you don't need a wine opener for this. Um, it's actually one of those corkless wines um, where the efficiency, it... Um, how do I say this? So because of corks, wineries lose a lot of wine, right? About 25%. Because the process is sloppy. Exactly. Okay. Not sloppy, but corks allow it. They have, I mean, it's wood. If wood gets into the cork, it lets air into the wine. If air gets into the wine, it spoils, right? This metal top thing, it's a screw cap. Um, it leaves for less. If wood gets into the cork. The cork is made of wood. Yeah, but you said if wood gets into the cork. I said if air gets into the court. Oh, that's not what you said. All right, so we could review the videotape on that. <laughs> if air gets into the cork, it yes. destroys the wine. Screw tops, um, countries such as Chile <laughs> and Australia have started to pick up on this. New Zealand as well. Uh, they started screw capping their wine, so it, it, considering that those wines travel a long way to get to America, mm-hmm. um, they would like to lose less wine as possible, so they started going with the screw caps. I feel like Australian wine is my favorite. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Shiraz? Well, like the ones made in Australia. Mm. But um, I'm, if we're doing white, I'm a Pinot Grigio type of person. But right. I enjoy mostly most Australian wines. There's this Australian wine called 19 Crimes. Yes. Yo. Fire. I'm aware. It's a nice blend. Hmm. I'm to write that one down. Yeah, I've been collecting like every bottle because they each bottle has like a different crime on the cork. Mm. So I'm trying to get all 19. And, uh, Wait, different crime? Yeah. Yeah. Thus the name 19. 19. Crimes. Yeah, but like, like what? So like, you know, crime number six. Somebody got caught stealing from a lord. Oh. And that's one of the crimes that caused them. Because there's this whole story behind it where um, the people who created the wine or the people who, no, the first people who moved to Australia mm-hmm. actually got moved to Australia because they broke the law in England. Yep. So they were banished to Australia. Damn. So they're basically telling you the 19 crimes of those people that were that's sent cool. to Australia. So there's this, this whole story behind Shit, it. Shit, I wish you was a banish me to an island. Let's see how they... Uh, <laughs> y'all wanna, now. <laughs> y'all see how they fucking basically turned a country... A landmass with people on it into their own personal fucking Azkaban and shit. The that's what happened team. here. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened here. Well, not less forcefully though. Like people more so evaded to come here on a larger scale than like Australia, which was basically like prison island for a while. 
Right, right, right. Well, and well, it was largely it was largely unexplored, so they don't even know what the yeah. fuck they was unleashing people on, like that's murderers true. and fucking baby rapers and shit. That's true. All right, baby rapers. A baby raper just got like <laughs> oh, raper. three months in jail. Baby, it like I thought baby people were ripper. ripping baby babies. Ripper. No, baby rapers. We All take right. baby raping very seriously. All right. Yes, yeah. yes, we do. Yeah, we we don't. Do. How y'all doing, folks? Uh, my name's Ken. <laughs> I'm Fab, and I'm Dave. And you listen to the Last Call podcast. Sorry, we got wrapped up in a conversation around screw tops and. Corks and led to all that Australia cool and English deportation and baby raping. Um, but yeah, that's what goes down in the barroom. Shit just goes left, and whether we control it or not, we just like the way the direction flows. Um, the wine that we were originally were discussing about is a uh, uh, wine uh, from the Gallo family, E and J Gallo family. Um, they've started experimenting. Um, at going the route that vodkas have gone, oh, no. that whiskeys have gone, um, that tequilas have gone, and now they're starting to flavor wines. So, you see, you're doing this because you gave up drinking and, and you're giving all the shit. <laughs> now no. Drink all this shit because you don't want to drink it. This is Some not bullshit. true. Jesus don't worry, man. I'm, I'm with you on that too. I gave up drinking for Lent. You did? Yeah. That's Damn, right. Every man I know gave up drinking. That's right. Jesus is in the air. We all need him in our lives at this point. Did y'all see that nipple ring? Um, I've seen the, a couple of nipple rings the, in my life. With the lifetime. Jesus hanging from the cross, but it's like the cross is the nipple, the nipple ring. Nah, you gotta send me that. I gotta see that. <laughs> I saw that thing for personal reference. And I was like, come on, y'all. Y'all, Lent just started. Damn. Coonery at all time uh-oh, high. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Yeah, so, um, while Fab looks that up, um, yeah. So, me and Ty, Ty, did you give up drinking also? Absolutely not, because I was out with Ty on Friday <laughs> I bet night. I didn't even want to speak. For his birthday. <laughs> Speaking which of Which I wasn't invited to. Today is Ty's actual birthday. So, if y'all want to engage in a happy birthday, sing along. A quick right. bar. Yeah, we could do it. Mm. You want to do a Stevie? Ready, Dave? Yeah, happy birthday. That's not Stevie. Yeah, we're not doing that one. Oh my God. Happy birthday hey. to you. Hey. Happy birthday to you. Hey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh-huh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You know it. Okay. You know it. Half of us went to choir. <laughs> Trying to give a signal. <laughs> no, happy birthday to the to the EP on the boys, uh, making sure every we sound crystal clear every week and um, bringing our voice to y'all. Um, so yeah, I was out with Ty on Friday night. You know how hard it was for Ty to say, "Get up out of your wherever you're at at eleven o'clock. Come through. I've got bottles on deck." And then we go to the spot, and there's bottles on deck, and I can't drink one of them. I'm drinking cranberry juice the entire night. Cranberry juice. I've been doing the club soda slash ginger ale. Oh. <laughs> With the lime? With, With the, the lime? lime? Yeah. yeah. Gotta add some ice in it. Nah. Nah. It's, it's, That's actually impressive. Oh, I like that. That's impressive. It's, it's Let me say that again. <laughs> That's a nice nipple. That's going to be in the show notes? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Ty definitely did not give up. Have you given up yet? Are you done? How was that? How was yesterday? It was a good time. Jump on the mic. So I, I can't defend myself right now because I don't got the, my fifth mic set up. But yes, Friday was a random, just random situation. One of my other members, that uh, one of my other podcasts that I work with, she works at uh, Space, and she was like, "I'll get you a table, a bottle, and stuff like that." And I was like, 
damn, it's kind of last minute. All right, let me hit up Ken because we're always trying to get out. Dave is always hitting me. It was like, yo, come out. I'll be working. So No, 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 no. Don't say Dave. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Y'all, you to, like, y'all hit me up like, yo, come out. I'm like, nah, I, I, I'm working, even fab. I, I miss your events too. You, you know that sometimes. I don't mean it personally. But I went out. I got lit. I was done Saturday. Like my whole day Saturday was just recovery. And then Sunday, as funny as it is, I was drinking fucking Pedialyte the whole oh, Sasha Jewels. day. Pedialyte. Yeah. Pedialyte is the way to go, folks. Don't fuck Gatorade. Uh, Don't drink no Powerades. Get some Pedialyte in your life. All right, when I start drinking again. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to test this out yeah. first Take notes, thing. niggas. Yeah, uh, we have a guest, by the way. This is the voice that you don't recognize, y'all. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Introduce yourself. My name is Carl Joseph Black. Some of my friends call me CJB. My ad name is CJ Black everywhere. Do yes. you prefer Carl? Do you prefer CJ? Does it matter? Uh, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, to be honest. I answer to all. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, so I'm cool, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a financial empowerer. Okay. Mm. Define yeah. Now break that down for us a so little bit. So basically what I do is I help people. I, I help people empower themselves through their finances. That's lit. Yeah. That's dope. Um, I... We're going to chop it up a lot with you today right. because this is a time where um, I mean, I personally feel, especially in the, the, the day and age that we are, um, that um, there's a lot of people strike that there's a there's people that have a vast knowledge. I don't want to say a lot, but there's a people that have a vast knowledge of uh, financial responsibility, financial accountability. And to be able to grow their finances, right? And the uh, within the know the wherewithal and how to do it. But there's a majority of us that don't, right? right. And I think our goal today is to spread as much knowledge and, and pull as much out of you that we can, um, I mean, not just for us, but for the listeners as well. Um, because it's at a time right now where the stock market is at an all-time high. Yeah, absolutely. All-time high. And how much of that pie do you have? The majority... Had have a minuscule amount, mm. as much, and there's a lot out there for us. Um, so, I, but what we'll you know we'll dive into uh, into um, all that um, with Carl um, today. Um, how did you get into finance? Like, was it always a passion of yours? Did you have somebody growing up that led you, steered you into that direction? So, um, the first time I got introduced to money for real, for real, was in my first communion. Um, <laughs> Haitian, right? So Haitian. <laughs> so if you have any Haitian or um, Catholic listeners, your first communion, you get showered with money at mm-hmm. the after party. And um, I was being showered with money everywhere I went. Somebody had an envelope and there were just these green pieces of paper in there. And my cousin Dave, he was like, yo, you could buy anything you want. And I was like, anything with this? <laughs> All right, cool. Right. So... So with that, you know, that really like sparked my interest. And um, through that, I kept asking for money. I would ask my parents for money all the time. Mm -hmm. And my dad would tell me that I have to make my own money. Mm -hmm. So I took the money and I put it in a printer and I printed out more money. And he was like, no, 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 that's not how you do it. Young (laughs) scam boy. I like your ambition though. I like what you had to say. Why don't I just copy it? I'm following instructions. He said, make it, so I'm making it. So, um, but, but through that, he realized that I wanted to really be an earner and that I wanted to figure out ways to make money. Mm -hmm. So, um, he introduced me to the Wall Street Journal 
And from then on, like, the story basically continues. Mm -hmm. We read the Wall Street Journal together and really just, like, get an understanding of how all of these stories Mm -hmm. affect our daily lives. And one of the greatest comparisons he made for me was, you need to understand why a banana in the store costs the price that it is. Right. And um, all of these things, so many factors go into, you know, the price of a banana, um, where it's raised. Right. Uh, What's going on over there? Is there armed conflict? Is the weather bad? Are the farmers in said country going through a drought? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it comes to shipping, are there shipping issues? Um, what is the tariff, you know, which is the tax, the tax on imported on, right. goods, mm-hmm. right? What is the tariff on that? How much does it cost to get from said and um, entrance point in the States to your store? All of these things play a part in pricing that banana. And um, a lot of that is in our news and we're not taught to kind of read that and understand it from that standpoint. So as a kid growing up, you know, my dad kind of trained my mind on that, and that's what really sparked my interest in finance. That's awesome. Wow. At what age were you reading the Wall Street Journal? So, me and my dad were reading it together, so I'd say starting around nine, ten nine. years old. Wow. That's and then insane. I really just like kind of picked things up on my, on my own around like 16, 17, but mm-hmm. I would still also just check with him all the time because he was basically the person that like introduced me to it. So, why not always check back with the OG? Right. right. So, so, really, yeah, around nine, ten years old. I actually was having a conversation with somebody yesterday who was telling me that because we were talking about, you know, our finances and going back and forth and how some people have a leg up on the competition and others. And uh, he was saying how he had a conversation with somebody over the phone um, speaking to somebody at, uh, at some financial advisor. And he had them on the phone. And he knew that they were um, from here, but had like a little bit of an accent. And he asked them. Like, okay, let me ask you a question, person to person, right? How long have you been, you know, engulfed in the finance industry? And they said, since I'll be honest with you, since I was four. So what is a female? From four, mm-hmm. her father made her read the Wall Street Journal. Right. And made, she had, by 10, 11, she had her own set of portfolio of stocks that she watched and that she traded on at 10, That's right? Not- at yeah. 11. It's, it's, it's just like in our community, we have sports, right? You know, yeah, you get a basketball put in your crib, you get a football put in your crib. Mm-hmm. Like, I always look at this thing like a sport for me mm-hmm. you know it's um and you know every dime every dollar that's earned it's it's basically like us scoring a three-pointer or a two-pointer you know um what's funny is um i run a website called raisingbenjamin.com and you can go on like my instagram page and my instagram page is at cjo black that's mostly where i show information about stuff and um I make a lot of comparisons. Like, I basically take a lot of, like, funny gifs about sports, and mm-hmm. I put the Benjamin Franklin face on top of um, all the athletes, right? Because that's literally what it is. It's mm-hmm. a sport. And um, making that distinction, making that comparison, you know, bridges the gap for me and for everyone else because that's my that's my opinion on it. You sure. know, Warren Buffett is Michael Jordan mm-hmm. to me. Facts. <laughs> you know? Facts. So, so that's, that's my perspective. And I think if we, you know, instill that in our kids the same way you know we can you know empower our entire families and our our entire generations Mm -hmm. through that with the advice that you give to people what do you feel is like the most common i guess barrier or hurdle that people have when it comes to being more accountable to their finances 
It's um, it's mostly mindset. Okay. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. think that you need a lot of money to start, and really, at the end of the day, you can start with twenty dollars. Um, it's twenty dollars in time, right? Because you need to look at your time. You need to look at your money the same way. It's all an investment. Whatever you decide to spend your time on mm-hmm. is going to give you the rewards of whatever you spent it on, right? Mm-hmm. So if you spend your time doing absolutely nothing, then you're going to get nothing in return. Yeah. But if you spend your time learning a new skill, that skill is going to earn you something later on in life. So um, people think you need a lot of money to start. You actually don't. You know, you just need ambition and you need drive and you need a specific mindset. You need to say, I'm investing my time and I'm investing my money this way so that I can earn me something. Mm. You'd be surprised how fast you can like flip your money. Um, I started my website, I'd say at the end of January, early February. And the second email is because I spent, I sent a weekly newsletter. Okay. The second email newsletter, um, I basically gave people like a bunch of apps that they can download to use to save money and also to invest in the market. And like, I know somebody who downloaded the digit app that um, Love I recommend. Yeah. Digit I've, been on, I've been on digit for a year and a half and I swear by it. Right. Swear by digit. It's, it's amazing. Right. And somebody downloaded Digit after I recommended it, and they're up a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm already. Ready. You know, and it's like it's been a month. Damn, like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's so it's crazy. like the fact that you're up a thousand dollars in a month, like that just shows that all you need is the guidance and the mindset, and you can do whatever the hell mm-hmm. you want. You just have to have that. Digit That's is the Roundup app. That's the app that basically takes money out of your account based upon the way you spend money. Right. right. So it's not like oh you have to give up fifty dollars a week. It's mm-hmm. based like fifty dollars this week, but next week maybe your bills are due, so it'll take twenty five or fifteen mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It's yeah. really based. Oh, there's okay. some there's digit. some days it'll take, and it's not like a round number either. Some days it'll take six dollars and eighty two cents, and then mm-hmm. some days it'll take forty five dollars and thirty eight cents. But oh, it's like okay. it's 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 a savings app, and it takes out and pushes and stashes it away in an, a separate savings account mm-hmm. for you. So like I have my checking account, I have my savings account, and I have my digit savings account. So it's like and I like the thing about digits they'll what like they'll every day digit sends you an email um, a text message with your balance of your checking balance, mm-hmm. right? And it'll let you know what you spent it on, what you what this deduction, this money's coming out, but they don't they don't let you know what they've stashed away for you. They'll update you like once every month, they'll send you a statement like, oh, this month we've taken, we've saved $300. This month we've saved $600. This month we've saved $900. This is your total, right? And mm-hmm. it, like if you don't touch it and you just let it sit, you like you will accrue so much just money that, you won't even know you're missing unless you're really keeping tactical, like really fine point and, and, and I guess a detail of accounting of your save, of your checking account. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like I'll just check in there and say, oh shit, I got six hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars on that, and, and it's kind you would have spent it on something exactly, else. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sure. You would have spent it on something. Love digit, I swear by digit, and that's and that's really the key, just showing people that hey, it's possible. You know that, and that's the barrier because they don't think it's possible because right. they ha- think they have to wake up with ten thousand dollars and then go right. to the market and do right. all of this stuff. And it's like, nah, start with fifty dollars, mm-hmm. start with a hundred dollars, and you'd be surprised what it turns into. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that shit is crazy. I mean, like, I think yeah, I think that that you were kind of instilled with that mentality from the beginning is a huge difference, and like people aren't taught to save like i know like kids whose parents like 
were shitty spenders or savers and then they like started fucking up their credit from before they were right. old enough you oh, know what shit. i mean like putting shit in their name before they were the even old name. enough yeah, yeah oh, I've seen that a, a lot you know like a lot. a lot of people are like kind of like set up for failure or like just set up like behind um credit cards yeah <laughs> what, so. are, what is your rundown on this so so me i always tell people that um when it comes to experts every expert has a strength and a weakness mm-hmm. right someone will say hey i'm a financial expert first thing you need to do is ask them so what are you an expert in right so me i like to think of myself as an expert in stocks bonds investments oh, but when it comes it. right but when it comes to um when it comes to credit cards and all of that stuff i'm like i'm average mm-hmm. at those things like for me i'm very old school where i literally went through a spill in early college where i got my first credit card and i was just like oh it's lit we mm-hmm. got credit cards we going to the bape store <laughs> swipe <laughs> we're good <laughs> you know like fine. damn my limit is what 3500 we up yeah. right and then literally i got hit with the bill and i was like oh wait i never i didn't get taught this part mm-hmm. you know and so for me i had to basically pay that down that was number one then i realized the interest on that was crazy and i was like oh nah i never want to go through this again <laughs> so i took my credit cards and i put them in a ziploc bag i put water in them and i put them in the freezer i froze my credit cards Man. <laughs> and you didn't cut them up you just froze them. i froze them mm. you know and i told myself that if there's an emergency like I will wait for the ice to, to melt. Put <laughs> <laughs> that joint in a bowl of hot water, right? Smart. You know, like I will wait for it. That's if it's smart. worth it, I will wait for that's it. That's real smart. You know, so so that's my that's my aspect of credit cards. Um, I recommend people. Um, I I recommend that people don't use them, or if you're gonna use them, only use thirty percent of it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're gonna use it and you want to build up your credit score, you know, use it to pay your bills, then pay it off at the end of the month. Right. Make sure that money's there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those are the things. But I know that there are you know experts out there that are even savvier than I am. But that's just not my field that I play. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing that I tell people, you know, when it comes to dealing with any type of expert, whether it's a financial expert, whether it's a doctor, like ask them what their strengths are. Mm-hmm. You know, because because someone is an expert, a lot of people tend to say, well, I'm not going to challenge them because they're an expert. But you need to learn. Right. You know, this is you. Like whether it's your body or it's your finances, you need to go in armed with knowledge so that you can get the right answers. I mean the right the right answers to your questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to know what's going on with yourself. Yeah. So ask them, you know, what do you oh, you're an expert? Well, what are you an expert in? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing that I was like not taught was how to use credit cards. And not in the sense that I went crazy with credit cards, but I never had a credit card. Like to this day, mm-hmm. At 31, I've never had a credit card. Oh, before. you blessed, brother. No, but I don't have a credit so, card. But I was taught. But see, me, I it, it kind of did me dirty though. Because here's why: It's because I know I know how to use cash. I know how to spend the cash that I have. I know not to spend the cash that I don't have. Right? Mm-hmm. I have that skill in life. But because I never used credit, all I have is like I have zero credit history. All I have is like my phone and my student loans, which my student loans I'm still paying off right, right. now, and my phone bill. Right? So I and like. 
like uh, uh, apartments I lived in in Michigan. So like that's uh, my credit. I have zero credit history. So when people look at it, like if I were to go when I went to finance my car, they're like, you have zero credit history. So my interest rate isn't as low as it should be. Had I had a credit card when I was right. eighteen right. and put a little money down, paid it off, put it proved that I could pay off credit, right? Right. So there's like it's. There's pros and cons to it. Right. So, I like, I, I kind of, like, benefit from it because, like, I yes, I have the life skill of not being dependent on money that I don't have. Absolutely. But I also don't have the credit history. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want to finance me a couch? <laughs> <laughs> Dave um, went to school for finance. Oh, so dope, dope. Where'd you go? I did. I went to uh, Florida A&M. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, HBCU? Yeah, I started off, I was doing uh, the NBA program. Okay, That's cool. why I, like came into college like yeah so like, it's funny like you told your story right like my obsession with finance is like the exact opposite i like to see where the like the dollars are going okay so like we grew up you know you know middle low middle class and i know like my father just had like gqs and dupont registry you know in the rob report mm. what so, are these things dupont registry is <laughs> just like uh, a magazine with just like all of the most expensive vehicles of transportation. Oh, okay. Like in there, like and all of the ads. Yeah, all of the ads. If you know magazines, all of the ads adhere to the the uh, the constituency. So imagine the ads. It's like you know, jet. Uh, 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 you know, private jet. Yeah, jet stream, jet stream ads and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, new Boeing's and shit like that. Okay. So I was always just obsessed with like the higher things in life and understanding like the dollar and how we spend it and like how come it costs less than it does you know you know right, like, right, stuff right. that my mom would be into and it just be like you know my dad I mean he didn't he was my dad's shit, horrible with money horrible with money and so it's like I just found a teacher like my like junior year who just was just like Hey, you're pretty nerdy about historical things. Uh, do you like you like money? You want to make a bunch of money? Go to Wall Street. Right. <laughs> so like, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm about to play ball. And then senior year hit, and I was just like, all right, I need to figure out if I want to go to a real college or not. And right. so, uh, FAMU has one of the best um, like business schools, like period. And so I was just like, all right, bet I'll go here. And lo- and it was crazy the way I said it. Versus the way like my like classmates, they're like, oh man, there's only they only allow uh, this many um, you know accolades accolades in here, you know bright future scholars and all of these different scholarships. So I was like, I kind of was like, oh whatever. But then the the subject matter really really interested me. Right. Whereas my classmates were just trying to like stressing themselves so they can get a job. I was just more so like, yo, the context here is crazy. Right. Like in economics, and we were taking fundamental economics one and two, or um, like uh, financial policy, stock markets. Like these classes, like I was in class, like, oh shit, this is interesting. It's right. You know, studying bank policy, especially and how that adheres to today. Um, so yeah, I mean, finance was my thing, and I just like, nope, I want to work in fashion. So. Oh man, what yeah. caused that change? Uh, I've always been in, going back to spending money. My parents were very bad stewards over their credit. Mm. And I know my mom took me more. I don't know if I went to a basketball court, a library, or a mall more. Mm. Um, my mom was heavily in it. And she, speaking of responsibility, she like realized like the error in her ways. I think by the time I was like 11, 
she might have been in like twenty, thirty thousand dollars worth of debt. And right. she didn't go to school, which right. is like insane. Like how the fuck do you accrue thirty grand? Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And, and you don't go to school up, and you work. No. <laughs> my I mean, mom's I never blow thirty grand really quickly. But I mean, but still. you know what I'm saying though? Like, <laughs> like my mom it's was my mom was was is definitely that caviar taste. You know, you know, caviar taste buds and that same like little ethic or whatever. And my mom like was like, you know what? We got to clean this shit up. And my mom cleaned her credit up. My mom's wow. credit is beautiful now. You got to clap that up, bro. My, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it took her. It took her seven years. Um, That's but still I think not that much time. I mean, but she really could have been longer. Credit the first thing she, yeah. I'm gonna tell you Credit-wise. what took thirty years off of her fucking her her spending is that she split up the accounts between my father and my dad, my father and my and her. Mm. She was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and do our separate things now because I'm living like this and I see how you're doing over there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so yeah, I, I've as far as like financial wisdom, I look to my mom. You know, I like like Kenny. I don't have a credit card because. What we had to live, we had to live damn near like we lived in the projects, like when I was in high school. Like we didn't have no cable. Shit was rough. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? They were like, yo, look, the bills have finally hit us. And we had just moved to Florida. It was just too much going on. And I was just like, you know what? So never happened to me. Who's to blame? My dad was like, them damn credit cards. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> never. Like I got to campus and then that's the first thing they do. Right. Sir, do you want to sign up for a free credit? No, nope. yeah, no. Nope. Right. I was yeah. fucking stiff arming them bitches. That should be illegal, bro. Yeah. Left and right, and yo. It's crazy. Like when I went to college, I went to Kutztown University okay. in Pennsylvania. Sweet. And and they literally on campus had a credit union mm-hmm. there, yeah. and they were offering credit cards. Mm-hmm. So um, what I did was while I was on campus, I was like, yo, you know what? Let me work here. So I was working oh, there. Damn, man, my mentality is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, so I went, got an internship there, and basically, instead of just going, oh, I'm gonna sell credit cards, I was just like, yo, I'm gonna give financial advice while I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. gonna understand like what's so going on with people, like what's going on with people's finances. What are they worried about? You know, mm-hmm. oh, they they need a better understanding of how to manage their student debt. They need to figure out, you know, how they should spend this. Oh no, they're blowing through their um what they the your refund. They're blowing through their, yeah. their refund. Do you hear that? You know that's I mean? the money leaving my <laughs> refund. <laughs> Man, you know? I don't know what I purchased more clothes or trips. Both. Yo. I was and like, it, I'm going to spring break. I'm gonna go to spring break and I'm about to ball out on spring break. <laughs> and it and it happens so fast. Like you wake up, so you look at your great. account, and that you're money like, gone. You're like, minus this, minus this. And then you got the pendant transactions that hit you. And oh, then that's something completely different. Boy. Yeah. So so don't for, go by that ATM where it says your balances. Even still, go go by 2017, that do not check your Bank of America app and be like, Yep, that's no, it. No, the Bank of America app is good. <laughs> no, it's still my app is good. But the ATM, if you go to ATM and check difference. your balance, I've that never shit done says, that. Nah, don't do that because the niggas is lying to you. Bruh. <laughs> so there are, there are hidden charges that they're not thing. telling you about. The pending charges. Chase got sued for that shit. Right. So it's called debit resequencing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And basically what it is is um you they decide algorithmically when to charge which right. charges to take when right so you might have like a $500 charge that you made today mm-hmm. and it'll take it today right but then you have a bunch of smaller charges and it won't take it till next week and that's simply because I, I I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't want to point fingers or nothing, but what it does basically is puts you in a position to overdraft, man. Yeah, right. it does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, very, 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 very quickly and very like 
low key to where it's just enough to just put you over the edge. I used to have this argument with my mom in college because I'm like, yo, man, I know I got like. You know, it's that, that, that meme on, on Twitter where it's just like, checks account, and it's like, you think you, how much you think you got versus how much you really got. Right. Like, I swear, I'd be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Man, I got like $1.17. I could probably go to McDonald's. It's a dollar six right there. Boom. Like, you'd be having this shit panned out. And then for some odd reason, like a $2 charge come out of nowhere when you only got 16 cents in your account. Right. right. And next thing you know, you negative $2. Yeah. $35. Overdraft fee from way back, or the the <laughs> tip back. amount of a of a uh, dinner you had two weeks up. ago. That's what I was trying to you. tell us about uh, a few weeks ago. I was just like, yo, a lot of dudes, a lot of just people in general are like swiping over the weekend and don't have no understanding that a lot of times, if you don't work in the food and mm-hmm. in service industry, that like once you fucking come Monday night to that's when all those fucking bartenders. They fucking tally up all those tickets. So y'all ass, all that goddamn, those tips she was leaving that was non-cash, all cashing out on your ass Zoom. on Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, because so like, it's an authorization. Thing, yeah, That's right. one thing that I've gone into. Um, one of the newsletters I sent out, I basically told people, stop carrying cards. Just mm. stop. Just leave your debit card at home. Freeze your credit card. That makes me nervous just thinking about that. <laughs> give, give yourself an allowance. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm spending $600 this week. That's it. And if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. The theory is brilliant, you know? So so that prevents that. You don't have to worry about minus whatever later because, you know, you spent it all in cash. Right. I feel like I, when I carry cash only, I spend it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I, no, like, seriously. That is not. I feel um, like that shit is gone. See, that's the mentality because you're thinking, I got more. Right? You're like, I got a debit card wherever I got it. I don't know. And I got more. Instead of saying, this is all the cash I have. Mm-hmm. Like, if you looked in your account and you said you only got a dollar six, you would be spending like, well, I'm going to buy this for a dollar four. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have two cents left. That, Naturally. That's, that's the mentality that you need to have with your cash mm-hmm. and leave that debit card home. Well, I've started you know to just mean? pretend that I have zero in my debit card at all times and <laughs> carry it. Right. So I don't spend anything. And, and changes, and <laughs> like make my lunch. Habits. Like, yeah. But yeah. it's just like I've I definitely feel like I'm more conscious about like this the extra spending and I just feel like I don't try to look as much as what's in my account and I just assume that I have nothing. Yeah. So that I don't go and buy like lunch. It's mostly like, you know, those those purchases like your your like lunch breakfast like the like food basically yeah dunkin donuts gets 40 dollars for me a week yeah i, mean, I, I was just saying i need to invest in stock in that bro. Uh, bro my nigga it's <laughs> at five days Coffees. five times a week yeah yeah not, every once in a yeah. while every $8, once in a while a i get day. caught up with a chipotle purchase every once in a while is that is that your like that's treat that's my that's my guilty pleasure wait is that a bad is that a, is that a bad thing what no no he's saying that are you are you a super pincher though like would you so i'm not a super pincher what i do is like i'll i'll withdraw money from the bank and i'll say all right this is how much money i need with a little bit of space here and there mm-hmm. you know but i'm not the type of person that'll say all right um i'm not spending on this because i'm not spending on this if it's worth the purchase yeah if it's whether it's an experience whether it's an item mm-hmm. if it's if it has returns mm-hmm. right i will purchase it 
right? But I'm not someone that's extremely cheap, but I'm just very cognizant of what it is that I'm buying. I ask myself, why am I buying this? And could I, what do I need it for? Mm-hmm. Right. And can I do without it? Yeah. Right. So that's why I say that, you know, Chipotle is a guilty pleasure because I definitely could have had my little lunch in my bag with me. Yeah, or, know, but it's Chipotle. Though. Right, right, right. right. And it, also, it gives you so much um, food. That's a day and a half I'm, of food. Right, no, I'm the same. That shit is oh, one not sitting. You. <laughs> that shit is one sitting. <laughs> that big ass bowl with I'll, chips, I'll, with I'll, chips I'll, on the I'll, side. I'll, I'll, that's two I'll, meals. I said twelve dollars. I will kill the whole thing. Twelve. Nine twenty seven, my brother. With the chips, <laughs> with the chips, nine twenty seven. No, oh, I don't get the chips. Yeah, with the chips. Yeah, with the guac. Now you got to get the chips. Actually, you have to ask for the tortillas on the side they don't charge you extra they don't and then you can make tacos you have a burrito bowl and you have nachos Dog, she's Fab three and one this system, baby. Yeah. she's gaming the system <laughs> okay i have a question what's up stocks yeah so snapchat so so what's funny and robin hood go so, <laughs> so i've been getting a lot of calls today about snapchat because snapchat actually took a little dip today. they did oh, it took a dive yeah. they, went, they went back Thank down God. to like 23 did they, they went down to 23, down 23. 23 i know it was, when i looked when i checked 24. earlier today it was pat it came it was started at like 26 and a half came down to 25 last time i checked it and it was at like 24 changes if it ended at 23 but that's yeah. a, i think it's like high damn near 10 that's where it started from no, not ten. Nah, I think it, it, got peaked, like it peaked at like twenty. It originally was going to be seventeen. It was about to hit yes. thirty. What did it enter at? No, no, I said what? Twenty-seven. It was going to be seventeen, but then it went the first day. Right. It was. It right. was twenty-seven. If, if you bought the initial initial that's offering price exactly. was seventeen, exactly. So that's what I'm but it yeah. opened at twenty-three. Okay. Right. Yeah. Time out. I'm gonna like cut because I have like these questions. I want to break it down. <laughs> yeah. So if. You purchased it at seventeen, the and offering then the price. offering was twenty three. What does that mean? So, so IPO um, usually IPO prices. What will happen is when a company goes public, most of the insiders that have already purchased stock mm-hmm. or were there for the roadshow, which is a whole complete other yeah. um, okay. explanation. But if those companies will take advantage and purchase stock before mm-hmm. it actually goes out to the market like day of type shit so would someone have would do you make money if in that case if i had purchased it at 17 and it opened at 23 yeah yeah so, so, so immediately so, so that person, in the bag already is. Well, this is yeah. why i'm asking these questions they <laughs> out here they, they already made their money they're wow. making money you buy it at 23 because that's the first price that mm-hmm. you can actually purchase it to the public from your yeah to the public from your broker okay and um from there whatever happens after that is your profit because that's the price that you purchased it at okay so right. like mm-hmm. i know i read two separately two separate stories where um a school in california oh yeah that's the one i sent you yeah, yeah. had invested um 15,000 for a little over two million shares, right at seventeen dollars on Snapchat. Dog, wait, no, no, it was at seventeen. Yeah, it was at mm-hmm. the initial. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was way back. They made the investment in Snapchat for fifteen thousand, and then their, sta- their shares, yeah, their shares, their shares were priced at. It, it yeah. was the price. You're right. They they had um, the fifteen thousand was for two million shares. Yeah, back So in yeah, the day, so their like price was way, 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 way. A school way, did this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you would have to look back at their valuation at that series level yeah, of yeah. five years ago. So what does that mean? Like what does that mean? So basically, um and and I'm covering this today. Um, okay, cool. Um Yeah, I'll sign up for the newsletter, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> money mail. But um mm-hmm. but basically invest in 
your friends invest in people that you know that are doing things mm-hmm. right because you don't know who the next snapchat is you know if someone you see is creating a great product mm-hmm. um or they have extremely great work ethic or they have an, a, an amazing idea you know and you have extra money from your tax return like make that investment yeah because today it's 15k today it's a thousand dollars one day it's 48 million right. <laughs> and you're like damn yeah. all i had to do you know I, I made this decision years ago wow. and look at me now you know um, i think that for especially when we're talking about stocks and tech like startups we are past i mean if, if the tech bubble hit like and came and went but at the same time i think we're in like could be approaching like a second tech bubble. Um, I guess so, like an so overvaluation. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That um, is a possibility. Yeah, because um, tech is reaching a new generation. Not even in people, but in actual, like in its, um, like in its in its life stages. So like, the tech bubble that was the first one was the dot com crash. You know, so that was just like an overvaluation of websites that basically did something to nothing or. Oh, this is a database of blah, 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 blah. Right. And so those were evaluated very high and crashed like one by one, very majorly fucking crazily disrupted the market. Bigly. Now, what we're seeing now is with um, the amount of VCs in America and worldwide and the amount of like apps and usage, like the, 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 the diversification of just like the use of tech. It's like I, I really think we're going to hit another bubble. Like very so, soon. I mean, Snapchat got this and, and doesn't make any money. Right. right. <laughs> like, there's no profit coming in. Well, Snapchat has a profit. They just have a lot of. They were in the red last year because they had a lot of purchases as well. They weren't. They were losing money. So the issue with Snapchat is that they're paying too much for each user. Right. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and the other issue is that um, their user growth is actually like the rate of growth is actually declining mm-hmm. right it's, it's leveling out it? right well not necessarily that everybody has it it's instagram just that, stole some of their shine right so mm-hmm. so they're not growing they have about 150 million users mm-hmm. right but compared to like twitter facebook don't even compare it to facebook yeah like it's ridiculous <laughs> facebook, i think it's like one in seven people on the planet yeah. have a facebook right mm-hmm. so so in that and and basically that's what snapchat is being compared to it's being mm-hmm. compared to it's its predecessors um and in regards to that is doing it's a horrible company which is why i i i've been saying you know for weeks now that you know you buy snapchat for the ipo right because when companies go public people are generally excited about a company going public and they purchase into it whether they make short-term purchases or they make long-term purchases they buy in and historically speaking you know ipos actually do well on day of right they i think the average percentage for an ipo growth same day is like eight eight or nine percent right so you purchase it for the day and then you sell it and you wait for an earnings report Right. Because when you receive an earnings report, that's when you really see how a company is doing. You know, how are they using this public money? What are they purchasing? Is their revenue model that they've been selling in their roadshow? Is it for real? You know, all of these things are now public information. It's not private anymore. So Mm -hmm. they can't fudge these numbers. The Securities and Exchange Commission can come in and be like, y'all playing. 
we seen what y'all did mm -hmm. you know so so now because there's so many eyes watching now you can really see how a company operates so so that's my that's my take you know i mean the, the earnings report has to go out before uh the ipo though doesn't it right well well while it was private but oh, i yeah, mean like yeah. as a public company right. it's earnings report because it's a completely different operation as that not necessarily internally but from an external standpoint right all right, so I have a question. Like the actual breakdown of like buying a stock. Right. Let's say we're using Robinhood, right? right? So you sign up, you got to put like money in the account. Cool. All right, let's go to the day Snapchat went public. Right. What happens? So, <laughs> I don't know nothing about stock. Right. So I don't know the process, nothing. I don't so, get it. So, as a, and that's the reason why I recommend Robinhood. Mm -hmm. is because simply it's very very easy to very use. easy very easy to use mm -hmm. you you type in the name of a company it comes up and it asks you if you want to buy it and how many shares you want to buy mm -hmm. and you hit buy it's that simple and i love that right because i feel like i wish i had that when i was nine you know yeah. when i was 10 <laughs> i wish i had that, right <laughs> you know because because the platform that i personally use is think or swim it's by um td ameritrade mm -hmm. and it's like extremely complicated oh. <clears throat> and um basically you know it, it it comes with a lot of data it comes with a lot of graphs you can sit down and really gain an understanding you know of this you know financial instrument that you're purchasing whether it's a stock or a bond whatever it is but it's like it's so complicated that it'll make someone say stocks is not right. for me i'm just i'm good turn somebody off not, yeah not turn, user friendly either. yeah it's not user friendly for someone who wants to enter the market from scratch mm -hmm. um so Robinhood does an amazing job at doing that also what it does is it um takes data based upon your purchases based upon your interests and what it does is it recommends stock that you would be interested in mm. and tells you hey you know this company is down five percent today gopro or something you know a, a product that you would personally be interested in mm -hmm. a company that you would be interested in and it allows you to kind of hit that notification and look into it you know so so i think that's really good like as, as an app to get started on so like even more basic mm -hmm. than that all right, so I put my money in it. I say buy stock. Right. And then let's say if I only wanted to buy it for a day. Right. I have to sell it before five? Before four, four o'clock. Four. Yeah. Right. You, But you have to watch it, though. That's the thing with Robinhood. It's not like you have a broker watching it for Oh, you. yeah, of course. Well, it's you can also set up alerts, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can say, Push notifications. Hey. Yeah, right. you can get a push notification at like 3.30, Saying, hey, a lot of end of day sell off, you know, <laughs> right? You wanted to sell this stock at four today, so don't forget. And oh. then you can go in and make your sale yeah. if you want to sell. Really, you want to sell like around in two thirty, three o'clock. Yeah, usually around three o'clock. That's when like volume um, starts to dissipate, mm -hmm. volume lowers, and then at that at that moment in time, like the stock price usually hovers around the same price right. to the end of the day. So if I bought something at like seventeen shares. And then I 17 sold shares it. or $17? $17, right? yeah, $17. Yeah, it's a very... <laughs> how many dollars per share? Uh, you can say 17 shares, but say you $10 per share. So you got $107 worth of shares. All right, if I put $100 into it... Okay. And, mm. <laughs> and the price goes up $6, how right. much money did I make? What so, was the original uh, so, price? So, no, so let's keep it, let's keep, it, let's keep it simple. Let's say uh, the, yeah, the stock. Yeah, I'm trying to get real basic right now. Let's say you bought it at $10 a share. Okay. Right? right. 
and you put in $100, so you have 10 shares. Right. And it goes up to $16. Okay. And you cash out yeah. your shares. Yeah. Then you made $6 60. per share. Share. $60. So $60 plus your initial investment. That's so, great. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's kind of how it works. Fuck, Here's man. the downside of this. Though. <laughs> yeah, the other side is. That sounds know. great, but at any given day, you can go the opposite. And that's when, like. That's when the, you know, you get the text messages like I got today. Yo, stab went down. Duh, I told y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your, I mean, your messages they? didn't encourage anything. You were just like, well, what are you guys going to do? What are you do? guys going to do, right? And, and that's you can really, either, yeah. And that's really the lesson behind it. Like, I want you to make that decision mm -hmm. because a lot of folks will go to somebody and say, you decide. Because they want to put the responsibility no, of somebody, their own yeah, money, money right. on, somebody on else. someone else, nope. so that when they lose their money, they have someone else right. to blame. Right. right? It's the same thing with your four hundred one k. A lot of people don't know that they invest in prison stocks, mm. right? And mm. and they don't know that they do that because. But if you have a four hundred one k, most of those companies actually invest in prisons because they have they have high returns. Right. Yep. But it's like you're like, wait, I invest in those? Yeah, yeah you, because yeah, you don't look at the money that you invest. Oh you God. haven't made that decision yourself. Right. You know, and 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 that's really that's the reason why I call myself a financial empower because I want you to find the power, right? To ask yourself questions. Why are you making these decisions? Why are you buying what you're buying? You know, instead of just saying, hey, he's an expert, let him do it. You know, you, you got to, at some point, you got to, you got to take the blame. Right. You got to be responsible. It's your money. And How did a lot of people's, because uh, I wasn't watching the market, but when um, the CCA, like, you know, whatever happened with the privatization um, prison company, how did the stocks take a hit that day? So, so the CCA, those companies, uh -huh. um, they actually did horrible that day. They yeah. went down like 18, 19% same day. So many people were happy. Yay. And I'm like, I don't know that y'all for That's y'all for one case. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but. This is. You know, that's why people nuts. should go. Like, if you're in a company, you like, especially a large corporation, A, you should know, like, how your company invests. In general, like right. especially if you're, if they have with the 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 latest jig in the last like thirty years in corporate employment is to just give you stock options, but you need to know like what the fuck those stock options do, how many they're for, what's the realizable life on them, right? Like just so much shit that you should know that people don't know, and then B, if it's like a fucking voting thing where you should be going to these meetings, you should be going to those fucking meetings to figure out. Who's over the pension? Who's over the fund? Like, how are they investing? Because that person has to basically choose somebody to invest with. Your money. <laughs> Your money. You're and a lot of other people. And a lot of these you're dudes. 65, you want to go and cash right. out so you can go get your ranch and DR. Right. And you realize. Your ranch. <laughs> and a lot, of times it's, a lot of times it's like it can be union based. So, like, you got guys over the pensions who didn't go to school for finance. Right. It is is a voted position and it's like auxiliary and that person just does this every time but like sometimes they don't know they're giving sure winners but then you know Bernie Madoff right. <laughs> you know so you know so, so, so all, you gotta, you gotta take responsibility man you yeah. gotta take responsibility over every the hell they've been have. teaching us man. nothing. No. They didn't like what did I learn in school? They didn't teach us nothing. The they didn't teach us that. Um, what's funny is when I was in high school. Um, 
you the only class that would have taught you that was economics, but you had to have a certain score on your SAT to take economics. Right. Man, that's the jig. So of all it was jigs. like if you're not even smart enough to take this class, like we're not gonna let right. you. Right. That was like an AP class, right? Right, like low key. Mm. And so it's like now you you're gonna leave high school without this education and then you're gonna borrow money right after you get out of here. They set us up. I mean, and even crazy. still, like if you get it depends on the type of <laughs> And I don't even want to be the, like the guy like hit you with every caveat, but like I had a shitty ass AP economics teacher my mm-hmm. my senior year, my uh, second to last semester. Like I I had a shitty ass teacher. He was like convoluting the the like the the actual text with just like oh yeah you need to learn these equations, learn these equations, learn these equations. But it wasn't giving us any type of economic theory or history. So when I went to uh, college and I get thrown into an accelerated course uh, course load or whatever. I'm taking like economic theory and I'm like, oh shit, there's like a whole nother three three weeks of content that we should have gotten from day one. Right, but my right. syllabus in high school, <laughs> yeah, my right. syllabus. Right. <laughs> my syllabi. Oh man. Yeah, low key. Like that that's really part of Jake. Like in college, I was grateful. Like I was really grateful because I chose my college simply because it was cost efficient. I was just like, I right, mm, this smart. is, this is eight thousand dollars a year. For four years, dog. How old were you when you were eighteen, bro? <laughs> he was forty-seven. Jeez, <laughs> he's saying shit. I'm like, what? Options. Like, I need a cost-efficient college. Nigga, where the bitch is about to be? <laughs> right. I was like, I'm but, good. It's it's a wrap. It's basically it's a state school. I was like, right, I'm gonna just go to state school. I just I it's down God, the block. I could do it all over. I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna drive to school. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah. straight because I know that I want to have. A good start when I get out of school. I don't want to be out here with 150 bands and now I'm slaving. Right. You know. So like those simple decisions, they don't teach you that in school at no, all. Like, you. and you're and but yet they sit down and they say, well, you got to study for the SAT. You got to go mad hard. But it's like they don't sit down and say, well, college is going to cost a lot of money. Right. And this is how you you know lower your costs and things of that nature. Right. They don't really cover that. The SATs are a distraction from the financial burden. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. And that, don't even get me started on the act or the one or the two. A lot of kids everybody. I know today, like, and I think to myself, I'm like, I could have done this. If I could have done this even more efficiently. But you know, go get the go get the two year community college. Oh yeah, I would totally do that. Transfer. Again. Transfer. Transfer. Yeah. State school to Did a that. really good state school, yeah. or see if you get, get my little degree. some scholarship. WCC right. baby, and then you Grad. good when you done. Yep. straight. Yep. Um, um, fuck that. College is the best years of life. Go in debt over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Semi serious about that. Though. <laughs> like, no, I just want to clean up. So last thing on, on like four hundred one ks because that's also a lot. Of, like I was talking to my mother about four hundred one ks yesterday as well, and she was like, "How she wasn't taught about four hundred one ks, and how she was taught to not taught, but wasn't taught to maximize whatever amount that your employer will match you, you know, at all given times." Right? Would you recommend like, like that's what I was instilled yesterday? Is like whatever the highest that they'll match, get them to match it and just bank it all right, away. Right? Right? Get the match. Right. Get the match. If they say five percent. Get the five percent in there, um, but also give yourself a budget. Take your money. Uh-huh. Open either a Robinhood account or another type of brokerage account. Okay. Play with your money. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because it, like I said, it creates this passive investment. 
type of mentality where you're really a lot of people look at a 401k like a savings account right. but it's not that at all right you know what i mean like it's not a savings account it's an investment account investment that you're account. taking a part of your check every month and putting away and that's not what it is so make sure you know what's in there like I, me personally when when it comes to 401ks because of my age, right. when I do my 401ks, I elect to invest in small cap stocks mm-hmm. because I'm 27 and I can afford the risk right. right now to invest in small cap stocks. And the higher the risk, the higher the reward. reward right. right. So I can take a little more risk at a young age. But when I get a kid mm-hmm. or two kids, I'm going to be like, you know what? Maybe I should invest in these large cap stocks or these government bonds. With my 401k. This is with my 401k. Not even with my personal brokerage account. Right. You know, so so you have to be active in all aspects when it comes to your money. Um, Last thing. um, Any blue chip stocks you're looking at? Anything that you have your eye on? So so what's funny is, um, so I've been telling folks, if Trump, if you hate Trump crazy ass, take advantage of Trump crazy ass. Mm. Right. And Trump is over here talking about he's repealing Obamacare and he wants to take away all the regulations and he wants to, you know, roll back all the regulations for banks. So investment banks. Right. So wherever he says he wants to roll back regulations, invest in those stocks. So if he says he's gonna take away the clean water bill that um he recently did an executive order to wipe away right mm-hmm. the EPA the EPA right so invest in coal stocks because now those companies have less rules to adhere by right they have less employees right so they have a lower overhead <laughs> right so that means those companies are going to bring in more profits so if trump is going to screw you over Get paid off right, of it at least. Ass. If the world's gonna burn, make sure you profit. Damn, off the we gotta right. protect CJ, yo. <laughs> we gotta protect him. Like, if you look, like, I'm um, two two areas that I'm looking at right now. Right, I'm looking at coal, and I'm looking at finance, financial okay. stocks. I'm looking at companies like Bank of America that are very interest rate sensitive and are very regulatory regulatory sensitive right. simply because those companies once they have the shackles taken off once they have the shackles taken off if he ridiculous. fucking repeals Dodd Frank yo, oh, he's going but, to but he's going he's to. made it a known fact finish. he's going to repeal Dodd Frank but the thing finish. is the thing is I'm not completely against that and I'll tell you why Dodd Frank actually helped the top nine or ten financial institutions in the country get even bigger right yeah absolutely and, and the idea behind it was to make sure that they don't get bigger. Too big to fail, yeah, of course. Right. So what they did was they created one large regulatory bill that basically put the shackles on all banks. But community banks didn't do the same thing as large banks, Mm -hmm. right? So now those community banks have to shore up their compliance departments, but they can't afford to. Right. So they get bought out by the larger banks, and the smaller banks either get shut shut out or they get bought out. So now these Banks get bigger, bigger and bigger, and and they basically they basically the only options now, right? So they got bigger. So repealing it actually allows more banks to come back into the market, right? And now that you have more banks in the market, you have more competition. I, I can I can understand certain parts of it. Yeah, needs to be my, removed. Certain parts of it has to stay. It was done you know? with a lot of with with more with more care than not, and. They were on the clock. Absolutely. This was 
leftover Bush shit. Absolutely. And Obama had to had to do something. Absolutely. I and agree. low key, this was not even middle of the aisle. Like this was a hard. Yeah. Like I want to say, like maybe two Republicans fucking voted for this shit. Yeah, I agree. Like that. Right. It, it was necessary. It was necessary. But yes. just like just like everything just we do in life, store confidence right. back in the market. Right. Just like everything we do in life. Right. We. We don't just do it once and then walk away from it. Yeah. Over time, we have to say, all right, is this working? Right. Or is this not working? Mm-hmm. So let's fix the parts that's working and let's get rid of the parts that aren't working sure. and update it. I think Dodd Frank needs to be updated. updated. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not but wrong. that's not the case, though. They're trying to go back. They, they want to just take it all to away. the glass Steagall. <laughs> They're right. trying to take it back take, to the take old it. days. Yeah, exactly. And that was when banks were running wild. And I just don't. I just don't like like this is not something you just take over within the first hundred days of your presidency. You it's something that, that takes yeah. a lot of time because the fragility of this entire economy is at at stake. And if the and if if you've ever seen any movie or documentary about um, any of the, our last three major um, financial crises, yes, literally the world has been at brink. Absolutely. Because if if America goes under, you're talking about just complete world collapse. See, what I think needs to happen on Wall Street is um, back in the day, um, you became partner at an investment bank and your money was in. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, so now you was like, if this bank goes down. I lose every dollar I ever had. So let me not invest wild, crazy in derivatives and all crazy next level exotic stocks and options, right? So so because now what, what has happened is we've socialized the risk. Mm. These large investment banks have gone public and now they've allowed pension funds to invest, right. schools to invest, ordinary people to invest, and they socialize the risk. But the profits mostly go to the people who manage the money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what needs to happen is some, in some way, shape, or form, we need to figure out a way to bring the risk back to these people who have large shares in these large investment banks. Mm-hmm. That's how you really solve the problem. They need to know that they're going to lose their money again. Or just right. make, it, be make it actually like punishable for, for higher-ups as well. Right. Like, just the... the like just being very like fluid with folks' money, like that that should be punishable. Like only one dude, like one one to two dudes went to jail, right, for the last financial crisis, right, and like almost maybe a hundred guys were implicated. Like what's crazy is more people go to jail for insider trading, yeah, and they went to jail for the financial crisis. Well, that you know what happens with that? That's just like. They just want you to, yeah, we want you to buy, but we also want you to play within our rules. Right. Now, like. But if you're going to break the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> do it properly. <laughs> do it right. Do it right. I mean, because insider trading since the 80s has become like a major, a major thing. Like yeah. Dudes up until the 80s were just really running fucking free. And the SEC stood like has stand up like has stood up since then to like make sure like guys like that go do a lot of years a lot of years yeah absolutely because it's it's club fed it's stealing right insider trading is stealing information that isn't public right it's like i pull up in your crib and i find your nudes and i leak them 
You know? yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like yo, dog. You went and stole them. You weren't supposed to be here. You Nobody knew su- about those. Yet. Yeah, you weren't supposed to know this information, and now you're getting paid because you're leaking my nudes, and this is unfair. <laughs> right. You know, like that's what's happening on the market. People are stealing information, and they're making money off of the information yeah. they stole. Right. So, so that's why it's punishable. But it's like you're you target those individuals because they're wrong. Mm-hmm. But then the same individuals who propagated an entire you know decade of conspicuous consumption by allowing people who make thirty thousand dollars a year to purchase seven hundred thousand dollars you're homes. stealing from you're stealing money and then on top it's of predatory this, on top of that you're fucking taking that debt and packaging it up into something that seems purchasable but people are just buying air right and I understand in, in the in the realm of like intangible property and ta- and stocks especially like that's essentially what you're doing. But you're supposed to you're buying that with like some confidence. type of confidence that this this is backed by something. It's like every time we spend a dollar, it's like hey, this note promises that there's a dollar worth of gold, right? Like some in some vault in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that the more we get, there was a, there was a like some dude was like writing about this, and he was saying like, you know, in finance, in finance, was saying like the fact that we stopped using actual gold, like for currency, that was the beginning of our detachment from the actual truth of how much our country's worth. Well, well, yes and no, right? Because. Yeah. What what's funny? There's this huge historical connotation with money, right? Money, because gold at some point, you know, you have to have faith that gold is what gold is. Like it's worth something, mm-hmm. right? The reason why we gave it this value is because it was shiny and we found it, mm-hmm. and it took a lot of time to like get gold, mm-hmm. right? So like what we did was we transferred that mentality to a piece of paper to fiat money, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 there's there's a whole like philosophy behind it. Like for example, the reason why a lot of money is green is because green historically has this faith connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Right? It it represents faith, it represents growth. Yeah. Right. So so it's it's this idea that all right, we've passed, we've advanced to a point where we don't necessarily need this heavy gold coin or we don't need this paper anymore. Now all we need to know is these digits in our phones that say that we have this money right. and we can transfer money back and forth, so on and so forth. So I think in, in a sense, it's not necessarily a level of detachment. It's an increase in confidence and faith in human beings, mm-hmm. right? That we are what we say we are and we have what we say right. we have. I mean, that's philosophy. Like, mm-hmm. I am, therefore I... I, right. I say I am, therefore I am. And, and finance, in finance, it's a lot A lot of it is philosophy as well, yeah. if you look into it. Absolutely. Yeah. You Absolutely. guys are so bonding over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> that one, indeed. Carl, we appreciate you, you know, coming through and, and hey. sharing, spreading your wealth of knowledge with us and the, and, and the listeners. You know, it's definitely appreciate. It's a vast, like, this, this is an episode people going to have to run back two or four times yeah. just, take them notepads out yeah. the only Ben we right. acknowledge is Bernacki nigga <laughs> <laughs> Google's Ben Bernacki <laughs> that was a shot Ben Barson too uh, uh, yeah. alright we're gonna take music yeah okay go ahead cool. Fab it's, it's um, what you got for us this week so next week I'm heading to South by so I've been like trying to oh yeah first time <laughs> in sweet. Texas uh, first time in um, Austin so I'm really excited but I've been like uh, brushing up on my like upcoming artists mm. and I came across this dude I'm not um, actually I was going to intro this differently but 
whatever. So Ty, just play the song and then you guys tell me what you think and I'll tell you more about the song later. All right, cool. If I hit you with the white girl voice Trying to figure out where I'm at like a blue clue They wanna know how am I doing, how's the music, have I been? Uh, I tell them everything is everything but that all depends On how my day's starting, how we get in, you know I got more than what I can ask for I had a plan and I stuck with it I drive 612 back in the party, get the 612 Insane part to finally fuck with me I'm playing chess, not connect both I'm learning how to invest and connect more Hell, if I had a little more time to spare I'd be less selfish and go and get back with my ex-girl You know I hit her with the white girl Press 1. To mark confidential, press 2. To mark urgent and confidential, press 3. To mark, press 4. To go back to the previous menu, press start. To replay your message, press 1. I hit him with the white girl voice because I was busy on the other line. Talking to A&Rs and investors. Don't have my shit sounds nice, but yeah, I sound like the mother guys. Sound like the mother guys. I hit him with the white girl voice. You can get it if you ain't fucking with it. Dial tones for anyone who say I sound wrong. It shouldn't matter what I sound like in nine days When I turn on that sound cloud, everybody sounding like They'd rather see a nigga starving in the streets Than to give an honest man an honest chance so he can eat, I swear I've been Pretty girl from the 612, I done hit her with the So you guys gotta um, check that song out. It's called Hashtag White Girl Voice. Um, and it's by this dude uh, that I came across from. He's from Chicago, uh, Raj the One. Hmm. Yeah. That was Sound fire, familiar? <laughs> no, the, 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 the song itself was very, it's very, it's, it's fire. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely Take Care of Drake, though. Drake mm-hmm. inspired. It's Drake inspired. <laughs> I was, my first thought was, was oh, Drake. yo, he, he fucking, he would have just made better if he just sold his shit to Drake. But yeah. I'm like, well, well, Drake did this three albums ago, so like. Right. And then, uh, actually, in my head, I was like, since we're in the whole, like, writing for, I wonder if he. But who might have pinned some of that stuff yeah. for the stuff? He'd be Ain't better no. off. Cause Wait a minute. He'd be better he, off right But, now. like, we'll never know, really. You That's know what real. I mean? But, um. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not light skinned I already know. Like some people, are like oh, it's light skin. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> nah, you can hear the melanin in his voice. Yeah, but I thought it was so smooth, and the the end of the song is really good. So oh, definitely cool. go listen to it. Um, there's What's a spell's name, uh, Raj the Voice. 
Raj the one, sorry. Um, it's called White Girl Voice. Mm. But um, there's a if you're looking to like look into new artists or artists that are being like kind of highlighted for South by yes. go to Spotify. There's a South by Southwest hip hop um, playlist. Okay. And it's like, it's like perfection of, Oh God, I just want Spotify. Will you hire me? So I could just make these playlists uh, with you because that shit, whoever makes, and the people that make these playlists are like in Netherlands and shit. Like, um, yeah, the, a friend of mine, hers, like, her best friend's brother does that job. Yeah. I saw a posting for, not for Spotify, but for something else on, like, making yeah. playlists. And I'm like, what does my resume have to say that, it, like, qualifies me As for making playlists? As low-key congruent with... Playlist. I'll be like, I had dope-ass house yeah. parties back in the day. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I have references. Um, Aux cord yeah. verified. Like, that like, that part of the job is, like, the 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 bottom 30%. But, so, like, the interview was more... Because I obviously asked that question. The interview was more <laughs> like... Oh, you know, what do you like? It was some seeing how diversified he was in music and then understanding mm-hmm. like the tech music at background. Cause he comes from he came from tech. But like See? music but like music stuff, I think he he worked at iTunes at some point in time. That ain't right. Yeah, man. It's a it's a hard it's one of those jobs where like, oh yeah, I started working in music engineering and then you got a job at Beats by Dre, right? And then Beats by Dre gets purchased by Apple, and now you work at Apple in sound engineering for for Beats One Radio. <laughs> and you also do, HTML, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You also do HTML code. Yo, you absolutely like, know how to do HTML code because they probably teach it for free on right. campus, right? <sighs> Anyways, levels. What you watching, what you watching <laughs> Dave? Right. Um, I mean, not much really. <laughs> I, I know it's been like I'm really caught up in the well. I haven't seen episode three of Billions yet. Yeah, Speaking yeah, of finance, I'm on a billions. Speaking of finance, it's my favorite song. Oh, see, I, see? Ima- I would imagine so. Talk. What What is that on? Showtime. 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 Shit. I gotta Axe watch. Capital. Be- I, 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 I need to get in on Axe Capital. Low key. This- I try to watch Big Little Liars. Last Big Little. Li- I like Big Little Liars, but oh, I okay. fell asleep. I like Big Little Lies. Bunch of rich slow. white women. Yo, I'm gonna try billions out. Speaking of just like rich white people, I just started watching. Uh, was that Riverdale or Rosedale? Riverdale. It's about. It's, uh, it's a. It's about the fucking the Archie comics, like the old Archie comics. Oh, why they did made. You still read them? They made a fucking like a live action version, like way more teen drama version. It's called Riverdale, and it's got Archie and. Damn. Veronica I've been waiting for this my whole life all those joints and they got the cause you know the same artist is the same dude who did the Josie and the, P- the Pussycat yeah fucking. I used to read all that so shit. Josie and the Pussycats are also in Pussycats. that shit as well oh, they, like, they like no, Marvel they low key low key they, yeah 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 but Damn, it's it's a lot it's a lot darker and a lot more where sexier it? it's on a CW <laughs> so Pussycats. just imagine what's going to happen oh, in that uh, teen drama realm crazy his brother is gonna fuck yeah, might find Josie and the Pussycats on CW I mean they found they found a dead body on the first episode so that's just how they're going with that i used to beg my parents for those comics in the supermarket they was mad cheap they was like five cents right begging next to the fucking reader's digest (laughs) can't get shit it's fine Mm, um but yeah so um closing the tab up on the evening um once again carl thank you for coming through and joining us appreciate it um we you will have some inbox your your inboxes will be full from a couple people hitting you up looking for advice. Um, uh, definitely subscribe to the newsletter. It's uh what is it? Raisingbenjamin.com. Okay. And where can you find it on social media? Uh at C Joe Black. Cool. C J O E Black. Cool. Dope. Yay. Um closing the tab, uh pulling the tab for the night. Uh 
closing words, just diversify your portfolio. Um, for, uh, reach out to Carl. Um, I know, I definitely know I will be. Um, <laughs> but it's all about it's all about it's all about building your wealth right now. I mean, even with so I mean, Snapchat was like a big wake up call for a lot of people. Um, but I even so there are a lot of other uh tech stocks speaking of spotify i believe spotify is, is looking at launching their ipo yeah, this year yeah, they're looking at it i think they, they're doing really well as a company yeah i mean their revenue structure is way, way better yeah they got 50 million paying subscribers right now. yeah that's crazy they're basically they're like little by little shrinking pandora the fuck out of here as they should fuck pandora and they're yeah they're really trying to take that space. I mean like I I, I have Spotify free and like the albums because I'm able to work on that at work or whatever, and so I'm able to listen to all the shit that come out on my Apple Music is right there on Spotify. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use Apple Music too. Um, so yeah, um, y'all have a good week. Uh, we'll Wait, I have one question. Are you a Axel Rod guy? Or are you a Rhodes guy? See, I'm I'm torn. <sighs> That's torn, a good question, bro. actually. I'm torn, bro. What are these things? From billions. Bobby, oh, okay. there is no we there is no actual like protagonist antagonist structure in this show. Because you don't really know who's good for bad reasons and who's bad for good reasons in a sense, you know? Like the bad guy is not really a bad guy. He's just targeted by who's supposed to be the good guy on the hand of justice. So Chuck one guy is a attorney general, the other guy is uh the a venture capitalist billionaire. Man. So go watch Billions, folks. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so he's torn. I'm torn, bro. Damn. I'm torn, bro. Simply because um, I used to work in compliance mm. at at, uh, at an investment firm. Damn, that's crazy. Right. So it's like, yo, you know the possibilities of the axe types of guys. Yeah. Right. But then, like on the other side, you're like, yo, the law is the law, and it's made for those guys. But you look at X, and you're like, yo, like you know the backstory. You know that he's a struggle dude. You yeah, know yeah, he, yeah. he's one of us, and yeah. like he's made he it. Came and, up, and it looks like they're punishing him for being yeah. where he shouldn't be. Yeah, you know. So it's so difficult to kind of make that decision. Because if you look at it right, this is the dynamic, and I'm gonna let it go after this. This is the, this is the dynamic. Because if you look at it right, because Rhodes is rich. Right, he comes Even, from money. He comes from money, yo. He comes from money, bro. He comes from money, so, so they're looking like at this poor, poor guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Why is he here, bro? That's it's good. why it's hard. That's why it's hard, bro. Rose is a dick, though. I'm going with Axelrod all day. <laughs> Team Axelrod, baby. I fuck with, I fuck with Bobby Axelrod too. Exactly. Um, my name's Ken. I'm Fab, and I'm Dave. And he listen to the last. Goodbye. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs>